funds Alan Tudyk. Written by Lauren Shippen and created by me, Aaron Mankey. Listen to Bridgewater wherever you get your podcasts. Mornings on FS1. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp go head-to-head on the day's hottest sports topics. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Weekdays at 9.30 Eastern on FS1 in the Fox Sports app. There are some shows you don't want to miss. Anyway, it's a big story. And there are some shows you can't miss. Yes! This is Cavino and Rich. Another wild wrench in the 49ers quarterback plans. Just when you think you know what's happening. Right. But you know what? It also puts everything into perspective. Because I did wonder, you know, how hurt his, is he? You know, I think we all did. To see Josh Johnson in the game, you had oh. to speculate and say, well, he must be pretty hurt. But then he went back in, so it did make you wonder. No, it didn't make me wonder. Because did. I he made couldn't, me wonder. He couldn't throw the ball. I knew he couldn't throw. But, but I'm then like, what well, do you mean? How can you question how hurt he was if he couldn't throw the ball? I mean, did you know how hurt he was? Did you get a phone call from no, him? No, but personally, hurt enough that he couldn't I mean, throw the did ball. He, did he direct message you in the middle of the game? He did. Yeah. He DM'd me. Okay, well, how would you know how well, hurt he was? Well, you don't need to be Lanny Poffo to realize know it was, Did you know it was going to be six months potentially out? Likely. Okay. Rich I mean, likely. Rich, did, I, you I didn't think know. that? No, I didn't know. Could have hit his funny bone for all I knew. I didn't know. How did I know? <laughs> that was out for two quarters. He's I'm fine saying today. I didn't know the extent of the injury. Neither did you. Uh, That's why it's breaking news. I think we all sort of did. Because no. if the guy couldn't throw the football, isn't that an indicator that something ain't starting to cool? But if it was it? that bad, I don't think he would have risked it and got back in the game. He didn't throw you the know? ball, though. I'm surprised, bud. I'm okay. sorry. I'm talking to the, to the 49ers resident guru. God forbid I challenge. My, you know, surprised that Brock Purdy was that hurt. Because I watched it over and over. I knew he was hurt enough to be out of the game, obviously. I was watching it with you. But I didn't think it was that bad. That sucks. Yeah. Hey, this is Cheech. And this is Chong. And you're listening to Covino and Rich. So listen up. To get the rest of what Covino and Rich said, podcast it by searching Covino and Rich. And as always, you can hear Covino and Rich weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I've been a sportscaster for over 30 years, and I don't remember in 30 years a team losing a close playoff game and not blaming the refs. Oh, boy. So Kansas City's better than Cincinnati, and I thought Cincinnati would win. But Kansas City's quarterback played better than the other team. Kansas City dominated the first half. Kansas City made fewer mistakes. Kansas City protected their quarterback better than Cincinnati did. And 99.9% of the time, the team that does those four or five things wins the game. Mahomes is different. He played on one leg, had no run support, was missing at one point three of his top wide receivers. The great ones overcome, and both those quarterbacks are great, but one is greater. Five years, five AFC championships, all at home. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Ta-da! After hours, we unleash the best. That's the guy. We open the verbal cage and let the big dog, Ben Maller, roam the airwaves. So I've got Luca, Christie's, and Balkanization. For late night verbal carnage, it's the Ben Maller Show. Come on, he's a magician. Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Are you in? On Fox Sports Radio. 
The most fearless voice in sports is on FS1. The one and only Colin Cowherd is bold, unique, and outspoken. Wow. You can see him on The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern on FS1 in the Fox Sports app. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Big show planned for you tonight. Coming up at 6.30, we got head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burrows. Got one official weekend of practice under their belt now. Uh, Wasn't the prettiest of weekends in Ruston with all the Cold, wet weather. Uh, today was pure misery as well. All right, if I, one thing I know about those boys, they didn't care. No, they keep they didn't working. Care. They're working. They keep working. Thankful for the old turf field. Oh, no doubt. Like complete this. washouts this yeah. time of year. Uh, 645, we will have former Louisiana Tech outfielder, current Kansas City Royals minor league outfielder Parker Bates will join us in studio. So pretty pumped about both those interviews uh, like I said, you can get us O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Question of the night. Uh, Beck, I'd like you to uh, dig into this one a little bit. Favorite Louisiana Tech athletic event you've ever been to? Event? Like, like it's it's easily. I know. What, you know what it is. It's easily. Well, no, that's my second. Okay. Uh, come out with a dub. Maybe that's my first. I agree. But to me, that's Saturday. I've had some header. feedback. Doubleheader against Southern Miss. Okay, I mean right. that's you can't beat it. That you can't beat that one. There, there's no doubt about that one. Uh, you know, of course, we're a little bit younger uh, than than most or some of our listeners, so uh, we're not. We as, beat Bama back in the day, didn't we? Yep, I, I was going to mention that one. Uh, I remember the the NIT game against Iona was special. Speedy I think Smith I was at that put game. back. Yep. Yeah, that was a really good crowd. I miss those get days at the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, it's not the same anymore. No, when you get January, February, March, you'd get five, six thousand in there. Like, like that's what college basketball is about. And listen, it wasn't even a capacity crowd, but uh, you know, I would probably tend to agree with you as far as my favorite memories. Um, you know, that that doubleheader against Southern Miss, that one was so much more special too because it was here in Ruston. I feel like yeah, you I, had, I don't know. You if had, it had the storyline of you had the storyline of. Just a tornado, new stadium. It's really the first year that everybody was like. Well, and it, it makes it even better because that series, you know, you remember that year you played, I believe it was four-game conference series, and you played home and away. You know, you played all within your division. And so um, I feel like that's when that rivalry really took off, and that made it that much sweeter if you're a Louisiana Tech fan. Like, if you were at that game, I don't yeah, think was, you'll ever forget No, there's a bunch of external factors that made that as special as it was. Yeah. You know, and like you said, just the, the rivalry, 
the specialness of being in that stadium, uh, really the the beginning of the like the rise of to where I would say like the mentality we've had several tech players this year say that is like, hey, you know we get to like regional or super regional or bust like. Like they deserve to be there, and, yes. and it was gonna be a bust if they didn't get there. And that's the first time I, I don't know how many how often we feel that as Tech fans. I know that makes us feel small time, but that's why well, that I think bas- or baseball has the following that it does right now. It's because of the we as fans, the team feels the expectation. As fans, we feel the expectation, and then it, honestly, it's like I believe that it can happen. Yeah. Oh, well, you've kind of seen some of the fruits of that labor. Uh, as far as the development there. So I, I think that that really sticks out. I, I think that A&M game, I, a lot of people have mentioned that one to me over the last 24 hours. That one does stick out. I think that, obviously, like you said, you lost that game. But that was such a great environment. Tech was really good, that 2012 team. They could score with anybody. On the other side, like Manziel won the Heisman that year. Uh, Mike Evans was on that team, obviously really good NFL receiver. Uh, I, I just think that that game will always uh, be pretty special. Will the People chimes in, uh, says ESPN Midnight Madness Games uh, in December of 89, uh, 3,500 Tech students, uh, huge tailgate party uh, between the TAC and Joy Stadium. What does even 3,500 Tech students feel like, Ben? What, don't what is it we, even like? Don't even know if we see that at the Joe. Uh, free beer to students 21 and up. Uh, in an era where 99% of America had about 10 cable stations, that was insane. Uh, Matt from Pineville says, 2004, win in the Joe versus Fresno State. Fresno was ranked 18th. I think Ryan Motes went for over 200 yards in that game. I think the goalpost came down at the old Joe uh, that Saturday evening. 2016 Armed Forces Bowl versus Navy. That was, a, that was, a, that was probably the last Tech team. I know the 2019 team was good, but that 2016 team was electric offensively, and I, I think that's what sells tickets for Louisiana Tech is high-powered offenses. Uh, that was a really good bowl win, NIT win versus Iona, and then the 2022 Conference USA Tournament walk-off versus UTSA. Uh, you know, that 2021 season, you, you remember, mentioned the doubleheader win over Southern Miss. Tech didn't even end up winning the conference that year. They actually won the conference just last year. Uh, with that walk-off. So that that was really, really special. Too legit to quit chimes in. Says Tech USM doubleheader uh, a couple years ago on the Diamond. Tech Fresno in football, and they're the top 25 in the NIT when Tech hosted and blew out Vanderbilt. I, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, FS chimes in. I'd say the most memorable moment was the night before the tornado, the last game at the old stadium with Tech winning on a walk-off home run. I actually missed that game. Did you? Yes. Uh, one I'm of sure the, I was there. One of the few that old BC missed. So keep the text coming. O'Neill Gas, Hotline or text on 888-993-7762. Uh, what's your favorite Louisiana Tech athletic event, regardless of sport, uh, that you've ever been to? So getting into some Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texters. Uh, Texters split at home last week. They fell or, excuse me, they won uh, on Thursday night against UAB. Uh, they fell on Saturday against UTSA, a game that kind of got away from Brookstore's squad. They were outscored 18-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, looking at some Conference USA standings right now, Texas have played 11 games. Uh, they'll play 20 Conference games this season. They're right there in the middle of the pack. 
uh, sitting in sixth place at five and six overall. Uh, just a game and a half back of UTEP in third place at six and four. So Brookstore mentioned today on a press conference at a press conference, a uh, long way to go. Obviously, nine games start thinking that the season's almost over, but uh, this was kind of the point of the season a season ago where they kind of took off uh, and really propelled themselves to the top of Conference USA and obviously played for a Conference USA championship. Uh, looking ahead to this week, uh, only one game for the Lady Texas. They'll be on the road in Houston Thursday night. It's a 7 p.m. tip-off against the Lady Owls. The game will be on ESPN Plus if you're interested in Viewing that one, uh, looking at the men last week, go on the road, fall 65-59 at UAB. It was a game Tech led by five at the half, kind of let things get away uh, in the last three or four minutes of that one. And Talvin Hester talked about, um, you know, we hear him say use the word maturity a lot with this Tech basketball team, but they got to figure out how to finish some of these games that they lead with three, four, five minutes to go, and you would find yourself in a lot better spot come March. Uh, they did bounce back on Saturday. Uh, I believe they only scored four points in the first 12-37 of that game, but their defense held up strong, uh, ended up defeating UTSA 66-55. Isaiah Crawford was tremendous, 19.7 rebounds in 23 minutes of action. Uh, looking at the Conference USA standings for the men, uh, they are also 5-6 and six overall, like the Lady Texers, and like the Lady Texers, just a game and a half back of third place Rice. Uh, Rice is 6-4. and four. Uh, They'll get a chance to host Rice Thursday night, 6 o'clock tip-off. Uh, the game's also on ESPN Plus if you're unable to make it out to the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, you hate to call it a must-win with nine games left in conference play, but they, they really uh, need to pick up this win uh, before they head back out on the road next Thursday night. I believe they face off with FIU and FAU next week. So, FAU 21-1, and Dusty May squad undefeated in conference USA play. Uh, need to get some dubs here going. Uh, another unnamed texter, favorite moment, all-time Louisiana Tech athletic event, unnamed texter, 1996. Uh, what were you, Swift, five years old back in the gap? Yep, little five, five-year-old spot. Don't remember that one. Exhibition game between the Lady Texter basketball team versus the United States Olympic team. That was pretty... Cool. Texters lost, but close to winning. Game is mentioned in the 30 for 30 broadcast Ooh. about that 96 Olympic team. So that's a interesting. I mean, th- that era of Lady Texter basketball, and I-, I know it spans back further than 1996, but I would imagine a lot of those crowds in those days were epic uh, on the women's basketball front. So, uh, like I said, keep your text coming 888 993 Favorite Louisiana Tech moment all time. All right. National Ooh, I got one. To, I, got right, let's a, hear I got a play. Let's hear it. You remember, I was sitting with you, I think. Okay. A pl- this is a single play. This is a single basketball play. I'm going to let you guess. I think we were sitting. Oh, I remember You it remember it? Yep. Raheem Appleby he jumped went over a dude that basically was Goliath. He went baseline. And I didn't know Raheem had them hops. He got up and uh, he hammered I, it I home. mean, to me, if I'm Raheem, I don't care what happens in my career after that play. Like, you made it? I think you can look that one up on YouTube. That had to oh. be number one on SportsCenter. You know, that's interesting you brought that up. I remember that game vividly. And, like, those Tech teams, like, didn't matter how bad they played, whether it was a first half, midway through the second half, even if it got down to five minutes to go in a game. Like, those Mike White teams, you always felt like they were going to win at home. Yep. Like, it never felt like they were out of a game. 
you always knew the comeback was coming. And I'm not necessarily saying we're getting away from that in Talvin Hester's first year. Obviously, this Tech team isn't as talented as some have been in years past. But I still get that same feeling when I'm in the tack. Like it could be a 14 half or 14 point second half deficit. We saw Tech trailing by 12 at home a couple weeks ago to Western Kentucky. They willed themselves back to a win. Like there's something about the Thomas Assembly. It's a really cool home field advantage. Or home we've had some really great streaks there. Oh, absolutely. uh, Broken recently and in the recent past, but. For a while there, we had—I don't remember the number, but it was—it was a, it was oh, a crazy it was home win streak. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. And uh, you know, Sav, we were at the game that that one got broke, and you know, that yeah, was a little unfortunate. Uh, I think it was a three-point loss at ODU. Uh, late signing period tomorrow, Wednesday, February the first. Uh, obviously, has lost a lot of its luster over the last few years, especially since that early signing period was implemented. Obviously, the transfer portal has grown immensely. Uh, that's a lot of the focus this time of year, and rightfully so. Louisiana Tech's done a tremendous job in the transfer portal this year. But uh, looking at who Louisiana Tech will possibly sign tomorrow, uh, three-star quarterback Blake Baker. Uh, actually, yes, no relation uh, to former Tech defensive coordinator Blake Baker. Uh, he'll sign out of Cypress, Texas, becomes the second high school quarterback in this class for the Bulldogs along with Evan Bullock. Uh, do you like that? Yeah, I don't. I'm honest. I don't hate it. You don't. I mean, here's why I don't hate it. Like transfers or quarterbacks transfer at a record rate. Like if you sign two and one sticks around for three years, you probably did a pretty decent job with them. No doubt. Yeah. This. Yeah. You're right. Or, this do era. both of them stick around for three years? Probably not. But if you only sign one, you, there's no guarantee they stick around for three years either. Yeah. And Cumbie's got to fill the room up. Right Absolutely. Now. There. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Two star corner, Ked Harper out of Carthage High School. Uh, two-star defensive end Charlie Robinson out of Sterlington and Monroe. And then finally, uh, wide receiver Diedrich Latulis, uh, really good receiver out of the southern part of the state, 5'9", 170. So that, that's really what you're looking like. It, it should be a pretty quiet day on that front uh, in the late signing period for Louisiana Tech. The interesting thing to me is this, Beck. Went all the way back to 2002 in the Rivals database. This is the best class that Louisiana Tech has ever signed. That's interesting to me. Coming yep. off a year where there's a lot of questions about Coach Cumbie. Ranked 68th nationally, number 7 in the G5. And that includes... Do, are you... I mean, we've spoken our displeasure with the with the rating system. Still got my issues. So how much weight do you give to, to that ranking of a signing class when we have issues with the individual player rankings? Just for example, if you're not familiar with this... A kid may be a four-star when he Commits gets off. Day, he's Commit- three the yeah, next day. Yeah, exactly. You know. uh, listen, I think they did a great job. <laughs> I, I mean, let, let's be honest with our sake or with ourselves for a sec. Tech six and eighteen over the last twenty-four games, which obviously is nothing to write home about. Um, at the same time, uh, to be able to sign a class that ranks sixty-eighth nationally, number seven in the G five, uh, which obviously includes a, a Houston. It includes a Cincinnati, which are obviously going to be Big 12 schools. Same goes for UCF, going to be a Big 12 school. So really got a top five G5 class, uh, number two in Conference USA right there behind UTSA. I think Sonny Cumbie and his staff, uh, they, they knew they obviously had a lot of work to do on the recruiting trail, but they went to work and they got it figured out. And that's not to say that everything is solved by any means, they probably still got work to do before spring practice starts in March or sometime in the summer, but 
they did a darn good job, and they deserve a lot of credit. And like, listen, we'll be the first, like we gave them some flack throughout the year, and I think they probably deserved. They would probably tell you they deserved it at, at certain times of the year, and that comes with being a first year staff as you're trying to establish your culture. But this first recruiting class that they've signed uh, got you excited. Got you about ready to pick him to go nine and three come August. Always do, always do. Ant chimes in. O'Neill Gas Texan says those recruiting ranks have always been flawed, so I think they hold the same way as they always have. That, no, it's a very good point. Very good points. Go ahead, Tara. First time out. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, 7 bucks doesn't buy much these days unless you're buying a meal deal at DQ. Get a bacon, queso, cheeseburger, fries, a drink, and a sundae, just 7 bucks. That's right, crispy bacon and our zesty queso on a cheeseburger, a side, a drink, and a sundae, just 7 bucks. That's a full meal that you and your wallet can both be happy about. Try it today. Only at participating DQ locations. Happy tastes good. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck, it's John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Appreciate you joining us on this cold Tuesday evening. This miserable. This your kind of weather. Would you duck on uh, in it? Yeah, I love it. It don't bother me a bit. Uh, I don't, you know, I could deal without just consistent rain, you know? I just hate the misty drizzle Yeah, but I do love the cold. Okay. I'll tell you what, I loved it on Sunday afternoon when there was just a couple good football games. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Had some old former dogs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Milton Williams and Boston Scott advancing to the Super Bowl. Uh, Sneed's got a concussion. He'll be all right. Taves and I were talking, you would imagine he'll be fine. 
uh, in a oh, couple they're gonna, weeks. They're going to clear him. Hasn't had a concussion this season. So I, I, when he got hurt, him. I saw him down and had to walk out of the room. I thought it was a shoulder. Me too. It looked like a shoulder. Yeah, he came back said it was a it was an old head injury. That's unfortunate, obviously. I, I thought it was interesting, uh, old Romo and Nance. Romo is just killing me. You like Romo? Uh, I love him, but it feels like he preps a little less these days you than think, he used to. I mean, you think he's taking it a little easy? I think he wings it a little bit. I think they told him to chill out. Well, I remember they were talking about, you know, all the Chiefs had their all their receivers hurt, and they were like, you know, Chiefs have only three healthy receivers. And Romo's like, yeah, like we'll probably see some extra tight ends, and Blake Bell will be in there. And Nance goes, Tony, Bell's on the old hour. <laughs> and I'm like, no. like, you don't hear broadcasters make that kind of mistake. You know, and the, uh, Normally. The the other thing is you don't you often don't hear them correct each other on no air. there'll but, be a lot of time because I've noticed that but that's Nance and Romo though like their relationship yeah. is so good like they'll they'll correct each other and they'll I like say that. stuff sometimes that you know they'll you know they'll name the wrong team or say something and I'm just like man it, like you and I I'd be like just come fix on it. I would yeah. just I would just I got a kick the previous week when they came back from a timeout and Romo was eating like and he was yeah, chewing it was up super his food. awkward yeah. It was, <laughs> I mean, you know those guys have got to, you know, they got to get their snack in when they can. But no doubt. So you look at uh, obviously Philadelphia, Kansas City in the old Super Bowl coming up. Uh, what was that? Twelve days from now, I believe, on Super Bowl Sunday. I believe this is Super Bowl fifty-seven. Boston Scott, Milton Williams uh, for the Eagles get an opportunity to showcase some of their talents. Uh, you look at the year that Boston Scott's had. Uh, Taves, I gotta ask you. Like Boston Scott is that guy that's like he's just always gonna hang around. Like he's always just good enough. And like I'm not saying he's a bad player, but like he's always gonna be in the league. Great teammate. Is he the best RB three in the whole league? I've heard somebody mention that. I don't know if that's a great honor, but like he might be. <laughs> well, the thing. I mean, like, you want to put on Twitter profile the best RB three in the league? Right. Like I don't know if you're you want to go paid, there. Ben getting paid more than me. Made one point seven five mil this Aside year. from your Derrick Henrys and your Saquons, like a lot of the league is a multi back system. Yeah. yeah, Saquon I mean, doesn't have a good backup. He's consistently throwing up touchdowns every year, which is what you got to do if you're getting in there and getting two point nine yards a carry, and that's all you show. I, we joked about this last week. Do you think every time the Eagles play the Giants, they're like, "All right, we got to get Boston and Tuddy"? No, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Here's my thing. I think he's, I think he's literally <laughs> small enough that it's actually now working in his advantage because well, it's like it's a totally different look. You got like the like you got like think about NFL. it. He's going to go to the Titans next, and he's going to play behind Derrick Henry. <laughs> and you talk about a one-two punch that they don't even know what to do with. It's like your guy that throws 102, and then Tim, not, Tim Wakefield comes in with a 79-mile-an-hour knuckleball. Yeah, that's a little hard, but it's not thunder and lightning. It's like tall and little guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, you're used to looking for this giant, and then all of a sudden, two ladies behind you, and he's got six, you know? It's big and tall, and then yeah. little man. Comes that's right. In. I tried to get Boston on the show tonight. He respectfully declined, did hear back from him. Oh, said nice. he was a little busy. Oh, you know, he good is friend of the, of the program. Is, yeah. he is, we do normally get him on once a year. I uh, don't know if he's made a uh, Super Bowl run, so he's a little busy this time mm-hmm, of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, made his Super Bowl run. Also, uh, Milton Williams, uh, second-year pro out of Louisiana Tech for the Eagles. Williams had a really good year as well. That that uh, Philadelphia defensive line, did you even know that Indomitian Sue still played? No, but I'm so glad he's irrelevant. Never liked him. Not a big Sue guy. No, nah, I never liked him. Don't like how he spells his last name, That's huh? it, pretty much. You wish he would have went S-U-E. <laughs> no, I just... He was one of those guys that, I mean, he kind of had a real dirty reputation in Nebraska, came into the league immediately, was 
He just, I don't know, I just didn't like him. You love the pillowy plus. I guess I do. Doughboy nice guys, don't just you? Just the good, the good guys that you know have a little confidence. But thirty six tackles for Milton Williams this year had four sacks, and then of course Legereus Sneed on the other side for Kansas City. Like I said, played ninety six percent of the snaps up until uh, getting hurt in the NFC Championship. Uh, he's going to get himself a pretty hefty contract. You think I would so? Imagine. Yeah, I would think so. What about uh, Sneed? You know when Sneed's up for a contract? Yeah, I think he's up for one uh, coming in pretty hot here. I feel I, the uh, the other night. Our boys uh, on the broadcast, they were talking about him being a premier corner in the league. Talking about Tony? Tony. That's pretty high praise coming from old Tony. Yeah. To- only 25 years old is Legereus Sneed. Uh, has now played in 41 career games. It's just his third year on a four-year rookie deal. So, um, you know, may- maybe he has to play another year on that rookie deal. Had 108 tackles this year. That's pretty good. Not pretty salty. You, I don't, you didn't see him get beat very much. No, you didn't. Are you surprised that he uh, turned out better than Amik? Um, no. I mean, well, I know you're not because I know you picked Snead to go before Amik, even though it was only one pick. Uh, I'm not the best evaluation of talent. Now, Amik was fun to watch because he was loud and he was um, – Usually you, you know, don't like be, those guys. Yeah, no, but he, when he's on your team, it's great. You when know? he backs it yeah. up. I barely remember Snead in college. Like, he's just a quiet guy. Like – did his job, but he wasn't flashy like Amik was, and so I mean I think it was easy to look ahead at Amik and be like, but you are you, you know you're a small guy, you know, but hey Amik's Amik's playing. Feels like Amik's gonna like uh, stick around a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Was his uh, was his uh, level of play this year enhanced by some injuries? Adequate. At, yeah, but was it like? Was oh, it, did he get on the field because yeah. of injuries? I don't know. Not a big huge Las Vegas Raiders fan myself. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, did you hear the news? Uh, Derek Carr probably going to go play for John Tabor's Saints. Not breaking. I news. love it. I know J- Tabor's a big Derek. Can Carr you fan. Uh, can you go ahead and tell me what uh, old Tabor said about that? He said he'd rather have David Carr. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love honesty. <laughs> Tabor's the one thing I remember about David Carr when he got drafted. I don't think there's ever been a player that had more gel in their hair than David Carr. <laughs> like he was ready. You have for a huge, that a lot of fabric in the old suit too. Oh, that era. and like it, it was the Texans were a uh, new franchise, and so he first pick all time, and it's like David Carr, the savior. They didn't tell him that like me and you were going to play O line right, for the next ten right, years. Yeah. But, uh, your boy Joey B lost though. Yeah, he did. Um, How sad are you? I'm pretty sad. Wanted Joey to go ahead and get mainly just because it, it just fires you and others <laughs> up so much that he's good. Uh, that offensive line is, is atrocious, and I'm not making excuses. I think he played very well. <laughs> did under you the like Kansas City's players' reactions to it though? I love that. Well, when it came out that it was Burrowhead and all that, I was like, oh, you better wait till in the game before you start saying that. My like, favorite just, was the little mayor. Yeah, the like, mayor, when that came out, I was like, man, I'm, I, you know, I still put my money on the Bengals, but I, I definitely felt like that's a tough one to, you know, you're in the you're in the zone where, like, you better you better win or you I'm look getting, real silly. I'm not getting political, silly. but what if the mayor, like, loses office next time and people yep. are like, hey, dude, you, like, you, you called out the squad yep. and we ain't never that's been right. back. And then you got <laughs> Travis Kelsey who's just – I mean, that, that gives you the that gives you some insights. Like, these players know about this stuff. You know? Oh, they're like, watching all the time. And, and I'm, I'm – You a, know Mahomes' I'm wife is sharing the news ben, with them. How many times – you're an athletic guy. How many times have, like, something somebody said – for me, it's pick up basketball or slow pitch well, softball. They never said much about but me. But if you chirp at me reports. and then like like the hair in the back of my neck stands up a little bit, like you're ready. It's enough to fire. Like that's a real thing. And so I'm a big believer in like don't poke the bear 
And Kansas City's a big bear, okay? And you broke them good. at their house. And sure do. I hated to see the game in that way. I, I don't, uh, that Osani is. I feel bad for that guy. I didn't feel that bad. That was a stupid play. Then he also like tore his ACL or whatever happened to him. Um, yeah, but I, like the dude that was in the tunnel, like his teammate, like yelling at him, like don't, like he didn't hit the dude on purpose. Like he was. Well, it's a hard. pretty bonehead play. I mean, both feet were on the white line. Like, don't do that, man. What do I always say? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And yeah, but he was, was also a, giving good effort. Would you rather him loaf and then Mahomes like tiptoes up the sideline for seven it's, more it's, yards? He gave good effort to a play that literally didn't. I mean, he was already out of bounds. Like, that's not all right. Fair enough. I mean, especially in that situation where you know more than anything, like. Like Mahomes is one of the golden babies of the NFL. Like Reggie Jones says, that if call. you chirp at me in softball, I'm gonna shoot middle on you. <laughs> open. Exactly. Hey, that's wrong. Exactly. Slow pitch softball. Like, come on, you can't. Be I, doing do you know that. when I first started playing, some um, I I would say I almost got into it, but I was not looking for a fight. But somebody was trying to get into it with me because I hit one up the middle, and I'm like, I have no ability to know where this thing's going. Like you are giving me way too much credit. Sure, I hit it three thousand miles an hour, but I can't tell where it's going. Great exit velo. Let's yeah. go ahead and take our next time out. We come back, head coach of the Diamond Dogs. Lane Burroughs will join us. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio, Sports Dog ninety seven point seven. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMO Motors Facebook page. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMO Motors in Arcadia. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Join us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs. Coach, how are we doing tonight? 
Hey guys, doing great. How are y'all doing? We are doing well. I want to ask you right off the top, how excited are you? 17 days away, uh, official practice has started. Do you feel like you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, you know what? It, uh, see, this is crazy to say this. It always slows down a little once the season actually starts. You kind of get in a routine, and right now it's kind of crazy here. Uh, especially with the weather. You know, we're fortunate, though. We live in the south. We don't have to deal with a lot of the weather. They have two in the north and midwest. But uh, definitely exciting time, and it'll be here before you know it. And got our first pitch banquet this Friday and looking for a record crowd there and uh, get through that, and and uh, you're, you're two weeks away. So definitely excited. Uh, guys are excited. Uh, everybody's 0-0 right now, so nobody's lost the game, and, and uh, everybody's in good shape. But uh, it'll start counting for real. Here in a couple of weeks. All right, Coach. What's what's your favorite? Uh, obviously, being a, a, a head coach at the Division One level, it's a year-round uh, job with uh, with a myriad of different responsibilities. Is is your favorite time, or or, or I don't I don't say season, but favorite time of the year? I mean, obviously, like we would imagine that'd be the first pitch of the game. But is there a time of the year that you really enjoy the most about being a head coach, whether it's recruiting or, or right before the season starts or, or when you just get all the guys back together. What is that like for you, and, and what's your favorite time of year? That's a great question. I, I think it varies. You know, like this year, probably uh, the most since I've been the coach here, looking forward to the fall, uh, having Young and Netterville and those guys not with us anymore, and a lot of new guys. So I was definitely looking forward uh, to the fall and all the competition. But it, it, if you want to break it down, look, I enjoy – uh, not so much opening day. That's always exciting and everything. But uh, I enjoy when you get toward the middle of the year and you're, you're navigating toward the end and you're hopefully playing your best baseball and just the ability to watch your team grow and, and become who we're going to be and, and what's our identity going to be. We actually talked about that today. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think uh, I think we got a chance to have a great lineup. But uh, in saying that, uh, we don't know. We, we're athletic. We're physical. And Two years ago, we were really good offensively. I think we stole 25 bases, and last year we stole 80 or something. Uh, I'm not not sure on that number, but just trying to figure out who you're going to be and what your identity uh, is. And I think once you hit that middle of the season and start navigating toward the end, and if, especially if you're playing good, to me that's always the finest time of the year, and that's the best time to be a coach. That's a good question. You mentioned, obviously, official practice getting started, and obviously you're working all throughout the fall. You're working a lot of skill work leading up to last weekend. When you get into some of these inter-squad weekends two, three weeks before the year, what are you really wanting to see as a head coach? Uh, I would imagine you, you know who a, a lot of your main guys are going to be at this point, but what do you need to see in some of these inter-squads leading up to the season? Well, from a pitching standpoint, we want to see guys absolutely pound the zone with throw strikes. Uh, command the baseball and and go right at hitters uh, from a hitting offensive standpoint. Uh, Offense offense is not just hitting. There's so many pieces of it. But uh, the ability to compete, uh, get in the box, it's time to throw down and get after it and uh, play aggressive and hard. And this is a time right now where, you know, take extra bases, uh, take a ball in dirt, those type things, and uh, try to score from from first on a long single. And uh, it, it doesn't really count right now. But you can't. You can't just turn it on. You don't just show up February 17th and go, hey, I think we're going to play hard tonight. That's not how it works. But just to see our guys compete, play hard, take chances, take gambles, and, and play play with freedom and, and don't worry about the consequences. Uh, I think right now that's what you're looking for. You know, this past weekend we started out 1-1 count, uh, so advantage pitcher, and we did it to get more bats. And I think Fincher 
Uh, you know, he's a strike pumper, so I think he ended up getting like uh, 12 outs in like 15 pitches, and it just didn't <laughs> fair. But uh, we'll start out 0-0 next weekend, uh, this coming up weekend, so it'll be more of a real baseball. But, uh, again, just the ability to pound the zone, uh, compete at the plate, dominate average plays defensively. We say that all the time. And, and just just play aggressive, play hard, play with freedom. Coach, you talked about having a bunch of new guys in the locker room this fall. What is the one thing – this, uh, if you could pinpoint it, that surprised you about this team after spending a few months with them? I think how close they are. I think you've had some of our guys in, in studio, mm-hmm. and I, I've been able to catch some of those interviews, and I'm very proud of our guys and how they've conducted themselves with you guys and, and, and the way they do all the time. But, you know, in the, in the day and age of the transfer portal, and you get some guys that, uh, you know, come from so-called bigger schools and, and uh you kind of worry about it. I'm a big chemistry guy. I know a lot of coaches aren't. Uh, I want our guys to be tight. I want it to be a brotherhood. I, I think uh, when, when you're close and, uh, and games get close, I think those guys bond together, and it's gonna, it'll, it'll take you over the top. I, I firmly believe that. But to see how all these transfers have come in here, and, man, I just, you know, our guys embrace them. They jumped right in the middle of it, locked shields with our guys, no egos, and it's just it's been a seamless uh, transition. And, I was worried about it, to be honest with you, because uh, we don't we hadn't got a lot of transfers in the past. But uh, I think that says a lot about the young men we brought in, their makeup, their character, and I think it says a lot about the young men we ha- we have in our program and the culture we have. Uh, I think that's been the I would say biggest not biggest surprise, the most pleasant uh, surprise that how they just gelled and come together and and it, they're they're a very very close knit tight unit. You're right. We've it's it's been fun to have the guys in studio this year, and that's been a a common thing among them is just how close and how not clicky the team is and how they all enjoy each other. But in that, we've got to ask them about the coaches. And, and uh, it seems to, to us that they really, really enjoy um, all your, your staff that you have. And, and just when they came on their visits, um, they immediately felt like this was home. They immediately loved the competitiveness that the coaches had and how they seemed to get the players. And, and um, so can you talk about your staff this year and how you're just – uh, happy with how they've grown and, and, and how y'all gel together as a staff as a whole. It's amazing. Look, we, we complement each other so very well. And uh, I've been doing this my 27th year. And, guys, I've, I've pulled up before uh, places I've worked, and you kind of dread going in the, in the facility. And I always said when I become a head coach, look, I, I, want, I want all our players, I want all our coaches, I want them to enjoy and look forward to coming to work. Uh, you know, and, and I've been in situations where that wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, I – I think coaches have different strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, I have a lot of weaknesses. And, but one thing, we've had a lot of coaches come and go. But I think one of the things, and it really isn't anything I do, but I think I've had uh, a lot of success hiring great coaches. It's crazy. And uh, just, uh, we, we, you know, Coach Fouts with his energy and, and his recruiting prowess and uh, working on the pitching side, the catching side. And then Coach Gaspard, you know, his record speaks for itself. And, He's meant a lot to me, and he's helped me a lot. I mean, uh, leaning on him, and I just think we complement each other so well. And uh, Coach Miller, Coach Touche, and uh, our strength coaches, the Samanskis. It goes on and on. It's a from our managers to our, our athletic trainer Dan Takata to it's everybody. We're all one big team, and it's not just the coaches, it's not just the players, it's everybody involved. And and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very very fortunate as a head coach that I got uh, three quality quality. Uh, full-time assistants working for me that I couldn't ask for a better group.
Year to year, teams take on different identities. And, you know, we talked to you back in the fall and you talked about some of the challenges you were going to have as a head coach making out a lineup, being so deep with so many different hitters uh, that could possibly contribute on a daily basis. What's that like for you once you get into a season, knowing that you obviously have that real quality depth, but at the same time having that guy ready, even though he might not have had an at-bat in the last seven to ten days? Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, but it's a good challenge to have. And there will be nights we'll play, and there will be three or four or five really, really good hitters sitting on the bench. And uh, to be a, you know, everybody wants to play. Uh, who doesn't? If you don't want to play and you're not a competitor, you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, but I, I think we need to go, do a good job as, as coaches to, as you said, keep everybody fresh. And, uh, you know, opening weekend's huge. We play four games, so you got to hope in four games we can get a lot of guys uh, in the game or, or – or, or in the lineup, and maybe maybe play a little matchup left, right, and that that type thing. But it's uh, you know, some of our spots, you guys know. I mean, they're nailed down, and you know, you know barring injury or sickness or something like that, we know who's going to be in lineup. But there are some that uh, some guys are going to split time, and they're really really good players. And, and uh, but that's a good good if you want to call it a problem to have. And I think we have, as you said, we need to do a great job as coaches keeping guys in, involved and engaged and. And a lot of times that means getting them at bats and or, or putting them out on defense and getting reps. And uh, but it, it'll be exciting to see uh, as we navigate toward it. And we always say the cream rises to the top. So uh, within two weeks, probably within a week, we'll know what our what our starting lineup will be. And and you guys know you've been around it forever. Those things change. Uh, just whatever your opening day lineup usually isn't what it is uh, two weeks from that. Much less uh, toward the end of the year. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, for this 2023 team to be successful from a, a broadly speaking standpoint, what, what do they need to do be, to be successful and get to where they want to get to? Well, I think just the consistency. We uh, Obviously, I, I love our pitching staff. It's a lot of new faces, uh, but I like it. they just guys that uh, really have, have, have not done it at this level. And I, I think one of our keys is going to be our bullpen. Um, I like our lineup. I like our starters. Uh, what we're looking at right now, but and I like what we got at the back end of the ball game with Bates and Tompkins, and there's some other guys Harlan could close it out. I think just those bridge guys, from our starters to our closer, uh, those guys need to step up, and I think those are the guys that need to come to the forefront, and they're so valuable as you go throughout a season. Um, and, and we got a tough schedule, so uh, multiple mid double midweeks, uh, and our weekends against some really good teams. So uh, those guys need to step up, and I guess that would. Right today, if you ask me, that would that would probably be a concern. And uh, who are going to be our bridge guys in our bullpen uh, for us to be successful? Some guys need to step up. Coach, we're going to be talking to former Bulldog Parker Bates tonight. Uh, just real quick, uh, was was he as good as he looked in college, or was that more of a luck thing uh, from your point of view? <laughs> uh, Parker, probably one of the best uh, outfielders I ever coached, and. You know, let's talk about him and Taylor Young. We talk about them a lot. They never missed a game, man. Those yep. guys, they posted every day, and, and they played hurt. Don't think those dudes weren't hurt. And uh, I think Parker made one error in his career, one or two. And uh, that's hard to do when you're a four-year starter, five-year starter. Uh, I mean, think about how many baseballs were hit his way, and uh, he went out there and caught them. And I think one was a throwing error. He may have dropped the ball. But uh, just a very consistent, showed up every day, very professional uh, and again, you guys know Parker, and, and people are going to hear him on this interview. He just the makeup and the character off the charts, man. Just uh, a quality, quality human being, great family, and a really, really good ball player.
Coach, tremendous stuff. Your, your players have been tremendous over the last few weeks. We appreciate you sharing them with us. And uh, looking forward to seeing you Friday night at the first pitch banquet and the first pitch of the regular season, February 17th. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs, joining us on the O'Neill Gas te- Hotline. Uh, I need to dominate the average phrase, I That's guess. Right. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. Let's go ahead and take your next time out. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today to find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, seven bucks doesn't buy much these days unless you're buying a meal deal at DQ. Get a bacon, queso, cheeseburger, fries, a drink, and a sundae, just seven bucks. That's right, crispy bacon and our zesty queso on a cheeseburger, a side, a drink, and a sundae, just seven bucks. That's a full meal that you and your wallet can both be happy about. Try it today. Only at participating DQ locations. Happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Ains, John Taylor. want to welcome in Kansas City Royals outfitter Parker Bates. Uh, Parker, what's up? Appreciate you joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I want to ask you, what? I mean, obviously you're playing in the Royals organization last year and a half. Uh What's minor league baseball like? We had Kyle Krieger in here a few weeks ago, and you know I'm sure you guys all have uh, probably the same opinion in a different way of explaining it. But what's I mean, you've been in a little bit longer, I guess we mm-hmm. could say. Well, what's it been like for you over the first year and a half? Oh man, I mean, you know, you hear all the stories, um, you know, from guys that you play with and guys that you know that are in it, and you know, you think like you. Wow, like you, you just hear these stories, but they're true. You know, it's an everyday deal. Um, you got to hit the reset button every day, and you just got to go play a game every single day. You know, and uh, it's kind of crazy. You know, you you forget that it's your job, yeah. kind of deal. And like, you know, it's something that you got to kind of rehone in on. And like, 
holy cow, I'm doing this for a living kind of deal. You know, I get to go to the ballpark every day, which is kind of cool at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> and you don't got to worry about classes. You know, you know. I mean, hey, maybe you I'm, didn't worry about them when you were in college. I don't know. You, you know, know, some people. Do. We just we just had Coach Burrows on. You should have asked him a question about that. I, he would have honed in on that one too. I got to ask you this: How different is it hitting college pitching? And I'm not here to say college pitchers are the greatest mm-hmm. in the world versus hitting low minors pitching, where you're going to see a lot of guys with great velocity, but oh, yeah. two out of ten might go off the backstop as well. Is that more difficult for you as a hitter than maybe it was in college? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's uh. It's tough because, for the most part, those guys in the low levels, they're still trying to develop their pitches really well. And, you know, so you may get a scout report, right? You may say this guy's got a two-seam um, that's 94-95, but you go in there now, he's working on a four-seam, and it's 99 to 100. Yeah. And it's like, well, that ball's not moving, and i got to try and hit it. Uh, but it's a hundred, so it's kind of like, you know. And it might hit me in the ribs. Exactly. You know, you, know, you got to just kind of keep your head you on the You do like getting hit point. by pitch, though. Oh no! Do you like uh, that in the minors? No, I do not. Okay. I, you know, I I still do it every once in a while. I, I think I still probably led hit by pitch on my team in the minors <laughs> by with like maybe four. So, you know, it's like, guys, it's actually my reaction time. I just can't get out of the way fast <laughs> enough. <It's> not... <laughs> you got to play at the Field of Dreams this past year. How cool was that experience? Obviously, I would imagine you never imagined you'll get to do that. But what was that like? I mean, every like so many people have asked me that question. I still don't have the exact words to give you that. I mean, I've got. My parents were there. Um, my girlfriend and her family so were there. It's a small I mean, stadium, right? Held about 8,000. Okay. So not horrible. Um, sold out crowd. I was, you know, but I, my parents took pictures from the stands, and it's like clear sunset sky with a moon on it. Yeah. Just like something you dream about, yeah. literally filled of dreams. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's surreal. And the fact that, you know, they were able to let the minor leaguers do it um, was really cool and special because, you know, we got – there's major leaguers that, want, that are to dying that. to play yeah. at that stadium. Um, but it was just an incredible experience, so awesome that I was able to do that um, and actually, you know, play in the game. Yeah, um, and I was yeah. able to do that. We tuned in, you know, to, to watch well, you. you almost, work. almost got a home run. Is that right? I, almost yeah, hit a tank. Almost, almost. Hey, I'm, I'm a, I count almost home runs, especially in the Field of Dreams games. So, I mean, we were watching uh, when you that ball came off your bat. I thought it was gone, and I was like, man, what a moment! And then he caught it, and I was like, well, it must be windy. You know, but had an HBP in that game. That's right. Got hit by yeah, a pitch. There you so go. you know, yeah. What like did y'all know y'all were playing there prior to the season, or something that kind of yeah? Cranked I think up in they. The I think they'd announced that before the year started. The you know high A team had announced, yeah. hey, this August 9th, we're playing <laughs> Cedar Rapids in the Field of Dreams. So game. is that because y'all were the closest minor league teams yes. to the stadium? Yes. So like you know Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and you know we're in Davenport, Iowa. I think we're the and then I know the AAA for the Cubs is in Iowa yeah. too. But you know that's the only three, and we're in the same division. It was like, well, hey, kind of deal. Play. So it's more about whether you're going to be on that team or not at that point, right? Yes, because of exactly. getting moved around. A lot I had um, two buddies that got called up to Double A. The, on the Sunday before the game <laughs> on Tuesday, down right and after. They, <laughs> you want the call, but at the same exactly. time, you're like, just wait a little they're, bit. Uh, they're, they came up and told me, "Was like, hey, buddy, like, you know, good luck." Uh, they're sending me to Double A, and I was like, "Dude, that's awesome." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm missing the Field of Dreams game." I was like, "Well, you're going to Double A, yeah, so that you right. know, that's a good thing too." So you got a call up too, correct? I did. I was there for a week. Um, I think in May. This maybe? is Double A. Yes, Double A. Okay, Can you so, tell the difference between High A Double A. Oh yeah, I mean, like the, the pitch, it level? was so much easier to hit. Okay, no. the, yeah, because the guys know where the ball's going and they know their pitches. They're it's like I can, really develop exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have they know what they're throwing and you know what they're throwing. It's like you know, it's kind of a little better give or take. But um, no, yeah, I really. I I mean, obviously I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a yeah. level up higher, but, you know, that was the biggest difference in the pitching from high A to double A, I feel like. So, you know, all the movie, baseball movies, like getting the call up is, is a 
is a cool thing. Uh, obviously, I know that there's times when you get calls up for different reasons, um, you know, with injuries and other stuff. So tell us about like your experience of, of finding out you're going to Double A. Well, uh, I was I was going up there um, because they were low on outfielders because a guy was rehabbing. I think a small shoulder injury, so I had to go up there for a week and fill in. But it's actually a funny story. So we we play the Tuesday game opening the open the week um, at night and. You know they they put us in housing this year uh, for oh, the yeah, first time. New. Yeah, that yep. was new. That was awesome. But so that, I had an apartment that was twenty minutes away from the field. So you know I get after the game, showered up, eat whatever. I get back to my apartment around eleven thirty at night. As soon as I pull into the parking spot, go back or go to get a call from my managers like, hey buddy, like um, you need to get all your stuff together. You're got you got to drive to Springdale, Arkansas in the morning. Eight hours. <laughs> you got to drive it. Uh, yeah. So I'm 20 minutes away. I was like, well, put it in reverse, drove 20 minutes back to the stadium, packed up my entire locker, everything, put it in the car, got back to my apartment, put everything up, into the car. I mean, you're having up. to, like, leave the apartment as if Literally. you're not coming back. Literally, you may not because be. I don't know. Yeah. They, you yeah. know, they didn't really tell me. But, um, and yeah, drove, woke up the next morning at 8 a.m., drove eight hours to Springdale, Arkansas, got there at five o'clock put your uniform on and you're ready to roll yeah i mean i didn't play that night um but the next three days yeah i had to so it was you know it's how, it's how you got to roll got to be flexible that's a fun experience that's awesome that, that is a really cool experience so um coming out of college obviously we had that special 2021 season mm-hmm. before we get into the tech side of it leading up to the mlb draft like was that something obviously you want to get drafted every guy does uh, did you have expectations going into the draft or, you know, what were you feeling leading up to that point? Well, I mean, you know, I had a lot of, um, obviously, I mean, I had a lot of interest in 2020. Um, you know, I was in a bind in 2020 yeah. being from the free agent deal stuff and all the, you know, the yeah. five round draft. And I, I thought I had a possibility to go in the five round draft. Yeah. Um, and once that didn't happen, I mean, I know, I think I've talked about it before, but once I didn't get drafted in the five rounds, I was like, I'm going back. You know, let's do this. Let's spend I know another year in college. Got to yeah. spend another year in college. All that stuff. All the good things happen, obviously. Um, and then, yeah. So then, after twenty twenty one, it's like uh, I had a couple interests. I was talking to a couple teams. Um, the Royals obviously were talking to me a lot more, but I didn't have an advisor or anybody, so yeah. it was just me. Yeah. Um, so you know, I was keeping in contact with the Royals a good bit, and they had told I'd went to their uh, scout day. Um, you know, before the draft, drafts. Is that like in whatever. Kansas City? Yeah, I went to okay. Kaufman. So went to Kaufman. They had us there. Um, went through a little camp, hit VP on the field, everything. It was cool. Um, and so talked to a bunch of them, did a bunch of surveys, all that stuff. And then, you know, they told me, you know, we're thinking, I think the first day of the draft, first round, whatever. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe within the top ten, we don't really know. And I was like, I was like, wow. Sweet. I was just hoping, yeah. you know, get a get call. A yeah. I went top ten. That'd be sweet. They, and they asked me if I'd sign for this mountain. I was like, heck yeah, you you can give me whatever, whatever man. Now. I'll go for the top ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, you know, ended up um, getting a call in the ninth. Um, or actually, I, it was a funny story. We had the live feed going on from yep. the computer on the TV, and I found out from Twitter that I got drafted really? before the, it showed up on the TV. No way. And then so I'm like getting text. Coach Burroughs texted me. Coach Gaspard. Everybody's texting me. Texting. I'm like. What the heck? And then I've got a call. <laughs> and then I look at Twitter and it, it says I got drafted by the Kansas City Royals. I look up the TV, you know, now the Kansas City Royals select part of base. I was like, wow, okay, well there it is. There we go. Awesome. There you go. That's awesome. So no, it was a that's a day I'll never forget. Um, obviously that that whole process is crazy. 
you know, it's stressful. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but once that, a lot of weight came off after that moment. That summer, go going and getting into playing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've played a long college season. You're playing more baseball than you probably ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that summer really hectic, just knowing that you just came off the draft and, like, you got to go out there and try to prove yourself right away. You don't want to, you know, take a step back immediately. Well, I mean, the thing is, is in the past, obviously, the draft had been in June yeah. before the before the college season even ended. Uh, but the, obviously, the draft was in – now it's in middle of July. Yeah. So, you know, I went – you know, we had to go in, into Arizona where the spring training complex is and do all the tests, all the physicals, all that stuff. And um, play uh, – we played in the rookie ball league, yeah. in the Arizona league. And, you know – I was hot, you know. I was I was feeling good with everything, and I went You're in. in good and shape. Yeah, You're exactly. Good I was great yeah. shape. I was still playing shape, and um, you know, was able to do pretty well there. Um, and then again, you know, I'm sitting in my hotel at the time, and you know, six o'clock at night, I get a call from my manager like, Time "Hey, go. you got to go to high for." And that was like the last three weeks of the season. Yeah. And then, um, so you know, went to back to Quad Cities, uh, was there for a few weeks and then made the playoffs and we won a championship. So, uh, you know, I was pretty on the cool team start. for a month, got a <laughs> ring, go. <laughs> got two rings in 2021. I'll take it. That's, That's awesome. pretty cool. What uh, Do you like hitting with wood more than aluminum now that you've gotten used to it? You know, yeah, I, uh, I've always loved wood. Uh, just always loved it. I've never had anything against it, um, especially playing summer balls and stuff like that, you know, just loving wood. And um, But the other day I, I broke my wood bat hitting off the machine yep. on the field one day and it was me and another guy on the team and he was like well my my bat's a 33 and a half so i was like let's go so i picked up the aluminum and man it's different it felt good <laughs> i mean i i was like man this is awesome uh so you know was able to do that it was a little that was pretty fun that's pretty cool all right let's go ahead and take a time out today so we come back we'll get into some of your louisiana tech career uh, take a look at back at all, all your success that you had here in Ruston. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMO Motors Facebook page. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMO Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, They want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brewster's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Hayes, John Tabor, Parker Bates. We continue our conversation tonight. All right. Is it possible? You spent five years in Ruston. Mm-hmm. Can you describe in a couple of sentences, maybe a paragraph, like what tech means to you? I know it's a broad question, Probably a hard question to answer. Oh, I mean, dude, you got to give me more than a paragraph on that, man. <laughs> I mean, this dude, this university and this town, man, it, it means so much to me. Um, you know, I before even committing to La Tech, I mean, dude, I I had um, I was recruited by Coach Goff okay. um, and his staff, Jake Wells, yep. um, was the guy that recruited me, and like he said, hey, I remember Jake Wells texting me. He's like, hey, man, I'm Jake Wells with Louisiana Tech, and I'm like. Where's Louisiana Tech at? You know, I'm I'm from Tyler, Texas, right down the road, man. I still hadn't heard of it. Um, And little did I know, we passed it, you know, going down I-20. Yeah. You know, um, but, man, this place is incredible. Um, Like I said, man, I have not enough words to describe how much I love Louisiana Tech and I love Ruston. I mean, you know, I moved over here to do my off-season training, man. I love this baseball program. I love Mm -hmm. Coach Burroughs. Um, and you just the way he runs things, man, I just feel like I'm at home, you know what I mean? And I was that's the way I feel about Rustin, Louisiana Tech, man. It just feels like home. Is it pretty typical that minor league players come back to their college and train? Is our coaches open to that? Probably not pitchers as much. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, you know, we've got I was at the field today, we had six minor league guys training, you know, I mean, and you know, we were talking about that, man, we have. Pro oh, that guys, is awesome. well, we that's got to be good for the the players that are currently on roster to see and interact. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, and and you know, one of the guys is um, Jake Slaughter with yeah. the Cups. I yeah. mean, you know, he was an LSU guy, but yeah. he's up here training with us. I mean, he, I can't tell you how many times he said, "Man, this facility is incredible." Yeah. You know, I mean, coming from that guy, I mean, it's it's awesome. And you know, we had Brent Diaz up there today. It was me. We had Taylor Young, Kyle Krieger, Kate Gibson. You know, all these guys, and you just we're thinking like, dude. Like, every single time, you know, every draftee, like, let's get them over here, dude. Like, let's, let's get it going. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's been so cool to really communicate and, like, talk with the players, too, uh, the the Bulldog players. And, yeah. you know, talk with them. And, like, they ask questions like, dude, I'm yeah. I'm game to answer anything well, you want. The other good thing is when you all all make it to the league and you're making millions, you may be a little more – you know, opt to throw some back at the university oh, and the well, program. You ain't got to worry about <laughs> me, bro. Deck, bro. Oh, deck. Hey. Uh, okay, so you know some of the other older guys we've had in here. Um, it's easy to look back at the 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 you know five years you were here and coming from you know golf to pre tornado to middle of tornado to mm-hmm. post tornado mm-hmm. to like post tornado success. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back at your college, I mean, you really you really got just the whole spectrum of of ups and downs and <laughs> seriously and, and you got to end in like almost i mean aside from like you know winning the whole thing like a really really high end to oh, your yeah. career i mean are do you as a like i not to dog ben but i compare it to his career of like a three or four years of pretty mediocre baseball <laughs> and you know so 
I mean, talk about that. Like, that's you got to look back and just feel like one of the luckiest dudes ever. Oh, dude. I mean, I I look back at that all the time, and I just think like, wow. I mean, like how. I mean, you know, at the you always told there's a silver lining at the end of the tunnel. I mean, there's always you're always told that no matter what you're going through, there's always a silver lining. And man, that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's the silver lining at the end of the tunnel, man. It's like kind of like if you just persevere and you stick to it and you just get together with a team and you just bond with those guys and you stick together, you can get through anything, man. And that's the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, I was, you know, I was a part of a, I came in with 15 seniors yeah, as a yeah. freshman with the wow. team that wow. went to the regional the, the, prior, the, year. the prior year, you know, with the, the Washington twins and Sean Ulrich and all those guys, you know, and Nate Harris and coming in with those guys, man. And like getting to see how they kind of came together and, and bonded, you know, that was good for me to see. And then, at the next year, you know, we start the the Taylor Young, Steel Netterville, Jonathan Fisher, all those guys come in, and then we all go up together, man, and it's like, we know what we're doing. Like, let's just keep it going. Keep it going. What a recru- you know? recruiting class that was. Yeah. I mean. Pretty solid. Solid. Job. Okay, so the, the, the NATO happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, not that, I don't want to sit here and say, like, most guys would have left and gone, but it's like. That's an obviously an option when you're like, man, the facilities are destroyed. Um, there's no way that doesn't set us back. I could go play somewhere else. Like, what do you think attributed to the the team staying together during that time, or is it just because it was such a tragedy that that it almost made it easier to stay together? I mean, what what did that? What was that like? You know, I mean, I think it's hard to say. I mean, you know, we had, um, you know, I mean, and I'll I'll go back to when I was in high school. I mean, you know, I. I, I I was recruited by Goff, um, you know. Coach Burroughs still gave me a chance. Yeah. You know, I had I had the chance. Like you know, they they told me I could go to a JUCO, I get picked up, go to Alabama next year. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. But you know, I I want to go somewhere where I know I can play, and yeah. I knew I could go and I could go and play at La Tech, and I knew that you know. But Burroughs gave me that chance, and I'll never forget that, and I'll always be you know thankful for that, and always owe him something for that, dude. I mean, he gave me the chance. Um, well, that's and, not always what happens. Too. Exactly. Exactly, you know, and, and that I was that's something that in today's world it's so easy to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um but no, and I think it goes back to how much Louisiana Tech means to me. You know, I didn't want to leave this place. You know, I I just like I said, I felt at home ever since I stepped on campus and just loved it. I was two and a half hours away from home. Easy to you get know, home, I, yeah. I'm I knew where the program could be based off of where what Vision Burroughs had and you know, I for me I just decided to run with it. Because, I mean, I, I knew that we were going to be good and we had the right guys to do it. And you mentioned, you know, having those 15 seniors coming back in 17. They'd been to a regional. You were a freshman. I'm sure you were trying to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. It was probably the game was probably at an ultra speed. When you look at that 17 team versus, say, the 21 team, obviously I would imagine both those teams were pretty tight-knit. Mm-hmm. But, like, the culture in locker rooms year to year, like, it can be so drastically different, even if you have the same guys in oh, yeah. it. Like, what makes Tech's culture so special? I mean, we've talked to guy after guy after guy, and it just feels like guys just fit right in. It just keeps rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes from a recruiting standpoint. Um, I mean, you're bringing in, you know, that that 17 team was amazing. They're all junior college yeah. guys. So, but, you know, Coach Burroughs and everybody, they start recruiting in high school dudes, and they get them in this program for four years, and then, you know, you, you have a four years of culture and they're, they're seasoned, and they know what to do. And I think Coach Burroughs would say it all the time. You know, it's it's like he's got 
six or seven more coaches out there just based off of the guys who have been there for long enough. They know how he wants to run things. They can teach other guys, the new guys, take them under their wing. And that's one thing that's huge. I mean, I feel like with all these seniors, you know, they're not afraid to take guys under their wing and tell them, like, hey, this is how we're going to do things and this is how it's worked in the past, and we're winning. I mean, the, and the winning sells the a winning lot. The winning sells a lot, you know, and, and now you have an unreal facility yeah. that's, that's doing all this stuff and just you can pile these things on and that's why we're having success and everything. It's just crazy. Well, I think it's cool too. Just you have this also this network of 10, 20, 30 players that have now played under Burroughs and can they have their testimonies about exactly. playing for Burroughs. And I don't know if like much speaks uh, louder than, than players being like, I mean, and I, you could tell like, obviously if you're a player and you don't really love your coach, but you got some studs coming in, you're like, Oh no, dude, it's awesome. Like you can mm-hmm. tell, but every one of y'all that have talked about Burroughs and the way you talk about them, it's just it's genuine and it's easy. Oh, yeah. And I just think, man, like to have it's the most momentum we have on campus. I would say easily, and easily, and it's just it's cool to watch you guys experience that. It's cool to 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 know that what we feel from coach is, is like as fans is what's really happening. I want to add onto that though, like, and obviously you guys won a lot your senior year, like a lot, like mm-hmm. you hosted the first regional ever, but like. I would imagine there was probably rough patches during that season. Like being an older guy, you knew how to win. Like you yeah. didn't. Like you knew what winning. Like were there moments where you could feel a uh, practice that lacked energy or a game? Like that happens over the course of a fifty-six game season. Oh, absolutely, of course. always. I mean, we can. Oh, we were talking about this the other day, man. Marshall. Yep. They always gave us trouble, man. I yep. mean, it's every every time. And they're and not a good you, program. It, you know, I mean, they're they. They're dangerous. Yeah, they are, and, and you know we uh, always struggled against them, and that was, we always had to hone in. And you know um, we all, but that's another thing. You know, I say that we always have like five to six color coaches. I mean, Taylor Young is not afraid to get in your face and be like, Let "Dude, you let's yeah. go." Yeah. You know what I mean? He, I mean, and that's one thing that's just like so awesome about Ty Bro is like he wants to win and he wants to win bad. Like he's gonna do what we'll it takes do whatever to win. it takes yeah. to win. And, you know, Burroughs is the same way. But that's the thing is you also got three other guys that, that are that way, and, you know, you're just manning the team. Um, but, no, man, you know, that always happens, and you're always navigating. And you, Like Burroughs said earlier, you know, you're always waiting on that midseason where you're playing your best ball. And, you know, up, ups and downs in a season are going to happen, but it's how you, just, how you finish. And yeah. uh, Burroughs says it all the time. It's all about how you finish. It's all about how you're playing at the end of the year. And that's when, obviously, like we saw at NC State in 2021. They got hot. They yeah. got hot. And, yeah. you know, they probably would have won the whole thing if COVID didn't happen. I firmly believe it. Yeah. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah. All right, so tell us your, your most memorable moment professionally in this last year and a half and then also when you were in college. Well, in college was when he was a freshman and he hit a tank, and, and I tweeted country tater. Yeah, Ben had just got <laughs> Ben had just got control of, of lead tech blue. And I and, tweeted Bates with a country tater to rock. Yeah, and uh, Over the old you were fresh, true freshman, right? Yeah. yeah, that was my first game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, your first yeah. game. First game. Well, good impression. Start, started yeah. opening night, yeah. Yeah, we were like, who is this guy? And then, you know, he just said country tater over the wall, and I mean, we were screenshotted like, Ben, that's hilarious. Can yeah. you say that? And he's like, it's my website, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, funny story, you know, I, I go, I was always looking at the, you know, they posted on Twitter the little yeah. snippet, and, you know, you know, Dave Nitz, you know, announced it. And he, I, you could tell he had to look at the name, and he goes, Patrick Bates, he just <laughs> with his first hit as a Bulldog, and it's a homer. And I'm like, you know, uh, yeah. name's not right, but I'll take it, you know what I mean? Right. So that's he awesome. knows it now. He that's knows awesome. it now. But, uh, yeah, cool. no, it's funny. No, most memorable moments, uh, I mean, you know, in college, man, there's so many in that 21 season. Man, it's so hard to even fathom. I mean, 
Dude, it's the May 29th when we walked off Southern Miss two times in a row. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. I mean, when, when is that? A, when, when can that ha- That's so rare, and that's just the emotion that we had and how many comeback wins we had. Man, yeah. it's so hard to pick. I mean, if I could pick that whole season, I would. Um, professional, um, man, I mean – I gotta say, just dude, so feel, many, right? So, yeah. I mean, just so many. You just gotta think about it, you know. I mean, playing baseball for a living—I mean, that's pretty cool. But uh, no, Field of Dreams was unreal. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole big league experience. You know, you get police escorted in, and just the whole thing, man, was ran so well. Um, and you're playing on—I mean, I played on one of the best field surfaces I've ever played on in my life. Just big league, yeah. big league field surface. You know, big league lounge, everything. It was big league, and it was it was just such a cool experience all the way. It helped that we won the game too. Right. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, but um, yeah. I mean, I was playing actually left field in that game, yeah. and the the bleachers all in left field had probably five thousand people. In. That's oh, where most gosh. of the people were at. Wow. And man, I was having so much fun. Like I was throwing balls up there all the time, and they were chanting my name and like i was having fun with them like they were giving me like hey left hand this right hand this yeah. all the stuff i'd give them something and then like you know they'd go nuts and it's just a whole like yeah. five thousand people the whole experience as a whole man it's just unreal all right so you gotta so I know, I know you you mentioned some games but is there a swing or an at bat or a play in the outfield in college that really sticks out to you Ooh. you almost hit me with a home run on one game you were you hit two in the same game it was maybe your last year and uh, twenty I, was in twenty one. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I was uh, yeah, and I was. Uh, oh, that was a nice. Well, I was. Yeah. I had walked in through that gate. Yeah, I remember. and he almost hit me. Okay, <laughs> I had to. I scurried out of I the mean, way. <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, most memorable swing is conference championship twenty twenty one, top of the or bottom of the ninth. You know, you hit the hit bank. the home, hit the leadoff homer to tie the game. Man, that's. I just remember kind of what you dream of. I literally remember. I mean, it it stinks because we lost the game, but. Just I remember specifically that whole entire moment and just, you know, knowing, like, when, as soon as it went over the fence, I mean, I as soon as I hit it, I knew it was yeah. gone. And, like, just listening to the crowd and Feels being like in that pinnacle. moment again. Yeah. yeah. And then I look over and my team is going nuts. And yeah. I got T.Y. The first the two people I see are T.Y. and Steel Netterville waiting on me at home plate. Steel shoulder bumps me so hard he about knocks me on my tail because he's you know 240 pounds pure muscle but you know it just th- those things man it's not something you feel and i'm coming in i'm screaming everybody's nuts and i'm like oh we're doing it and then you know obviously it didn't pan out but yeah. it is what it is man it's it's cool memories and that's some those are the things i'm never going to forget with some of the dudes that i will always but keep you, in contact yeah. with for the rest of my life two-part question what, what makes a good outfielder uh, if somebody asked you what makes a good outfielder, and have you always been that good in the outfield? Well, I mean, you know, fun fact, I, I played third base growing up. Okay. All, you know, I was third baseman. Um, I think I – I don't remember the exact time I made the switch to the outfield, but it was probably around middle school, um, and it just came naturally. I was, you know, as a kid, I was able to make diving plays, and I was able to do that and play center field, and, and you know, I was able to – I was it was just natural to me. Um so, I mean, I remember I was probably 12 years old making insane diving plays in, in the gaps, and I thought they were regular. I mean, I just yeah, didn't think yeah. anything of them, and everybody was like, dude. like Got a knack for this, yeah. Yeah, and so that was about the time I switched over, and then I switched to it permanently just because I liked it. I mean, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, you know, being a good outfielder, man, like, and I'll say this, you know, I'm, I'm not the fastest dude, you know. I mean, um I, I'm not. I mean, I got long legs. I can stride it a little bit, but I'm not the fastest dude in the world. But 
um, one of the biggest things to being a good outfielder is man your reads and your and your um, turns. Like if yeah. you have good reads, you can go catch any ball. You know, it's it the even the fastest guys with a bad read, man. It's it's tough for them to catch baseballs. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it really is. I mean, it, and like that's such a simple thing, but that's something that goes so well, it's far. Something you can't pick up on as a fan, exactly. Knowing that he was a step late. Well, or, you can pick up on it when they're not good at it. Yes, that's true. Yes, <laughs> like, that, you're that like, is why did that, why did that look so awkward? Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah, it, and it shines. I mean, Burroughs will tell you all the time. He's you know the outfield guy over there, and um, you know, you're the last line of defense, man. Yeah, and. and you know, if, it, if that ball, you know, gets by or anything, it's a lonely run. You're you're the only one running after <laughs> right. it, and there's nobody behind you. So, you know, and that's something that, you know, that comes with the territory. But, you know, I mean, you know, not being afraid to fail is yeah. a huge thing. You know, no be doubt. aggressive, be smart. That's how you, you're going to get there. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. We come back, wrap up our conversation with Parker Bates. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, seven bucks doesn't buy much these days unless you're buying a meal deal at DQ. Get a bacon, queso, cheeseburger, fries, a drink, and a sundae, just seven bucks. That's right, crispy bacon and our zesty queso on a cheeseburger, a side, a drink, and a sundae, just seven bucks. That's a full meal that you and your wallet can both be happy about. Try it today. Only at participating DQ locations. Happy tastes good. Oh, courtesy. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio brought to you by louisiana national bank call or text the show at 888-993-7762 final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this tuesday night all right parker i want to ask you what do the next few weeks look like for is that a little quick, yeah, a little quick yeah. uh what, what are the next few weeks look like for you before you head off to spring training and what, what are some of your goals for the 23 season no yeah uh really just staying in shape you know 
focusing on explosive movements in the weight room, um, really just being fast with everything, you know, honing in the swing, you know, trying to just drive everything, line drives up the middle and the gaps, um, kind of deal, just keep it, just staying in shape, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I just got done playing winter ball over in uh, Central America and Panama. Oh, how was that? That was, uh, that was cool, man. You know, it's, it's an experience. So and, is that something the Royals advised you to do or you, you know, they, 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 they did ask me if I wanted to do it and I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I did have an injury and I was out for about a month, missed about a hundred at bats. And, you know, that's something that you just got to have as yeah, a bats, man, value, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, they advised me that like, Hey, if you want to make up your at bats, then you can go down there and do it. I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. You know, get to play in central America, man. Like mm-hmm. who, when yeah, do I ever get, get when chance. do I ever get yeah. to do that again? Um, so, you know, I was in, I got into playing shape over those two months I was there. And so, you know, now just maintaining that, um, as I go into spring training and, you know, making sure my body's good and my body feels good, you know, um, really just making sure I stay strong and get strong enough for the season so my body can handle up in that seven months. Is that different, seven months? Oh, did it feel like a grind it, yeah, once you get to a did. certain point? Yeah, it did. Let me tell you, uh, as soon as – after the Field of Dreams game, let me tell you, man, it hit was – it, it, it hit a little wall. But, you know, that's something you just got to power through. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's, it's my job. Yeah. And, you know, it's some, I'm, playing, I'm playing a game for my job, and that is something that – it's really helped me mentally, um, and especially, I mean, people say all the time, baseball's so mental, Yeah. especially when you're playing every day. Um, you know, college, you get the three-game series, you get the few days, few off. days off for some practice and all that stuff, But um, and that really kind of helps you reset. But, man, when you get every day, it's tough. I mean, you don't, you don't practice. You just play. Yeah. And so that's pretty that's pretty uh you know comparable to the real world you know first couple of months of exactly. you know, every day you know you yeah. we don't play ball for a living no we don't but you know ball is life we so. could <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so what is uh f- tell us some stuff about burrow that we don't know oh man oh uh burrow or burrows, burrows. sorry burrows you don't want to talk he, joe burrows yeah, talk about joe burrows. Burrows. yeah uh no man i mean wow um Good, a, good got, story, got, a good story, maybe. A good story. Yeah, a good story. I mean, uh, my freshman year, 2017. Uh, you know, we go play a midweek at SFA in Nacogdoches, Texas, and you brutal know, stadium. Brutal stadium. I played there growing up, like all I mean, growing is it up. Brutal I played, because I it's it not as nice as some high schools. No, it's brutal it's, because it's in a little league park. Yeah, oh. and like it's dark. Or it yeah. was when I played. It was yeah. It was tough. You'd get dressed in a T building. Kind there of you, you know, still yeah. did back then. Yeah, but, you yeah. do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't. We had to go dressed. I mean, we just didn't even, <laughs> you know, so they didn't have a locker room for us. But, uh, you know, we go play that game. And, you know, I, I, I play that game. I'm East Texas guy. I'm excited. I get to play that game. I had buddies that went to SFA. They came yeah. and watched me, man. And, you know, I'm 0 for 4, three punchies and, you know, kind of deal. Just a tough game all around, man. Yeah. Everybody struggled. We ended up losing the game. And, it, 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 you know, it, it was tough. I mean, you know, Burroughs is mad, obviously. You know, his first year. And, you know, we lose to SFA. He's probably not too happy. Um, you know, so we're sitting there. Then the next week comes around. We're all like, man, we got to pick it up. We got a big weekend coming up. And, you know, I think we're going on the road. And, you know, Burroughs, classic goatee guy, you know, nice clean haircut and everything. And we're, we're getting right. We're on the bus ready to go. And he's like the last one on the bus. And I look up as he walks in, clean shaven face, and he shaved his head. Oh, he was locked in. Oh, he was, you know, <laughs> he was. It was go time. It was like. Something's got to change. I mean, I don't know if it's a mojo deal or what, but I mean, I, I saw that and I was like, I don't know who you are. Did he did he, I, did he say anything about it or he just? I, you know, I, 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 I don't. I, I was like, 
whatever. I think he may have said this, like, this is what you guys do to me or something like that, yeah. making a joke kind of <laughs> deal. But, you know, just like making me want to pull your hair out a little bit. But, you know, we ended up doing all right. Uh, you know, kind of picked it up a little bit after that. That'd be funny if, like, you, you know, you, you internalize that story and you interpret it one way and then you find out years later it's like, oh, I was shaving and I, I nicked myself all the way across. Well, he, he did, he's done that, too, a couple times. He, he, we, we had to ask him, and he was like, oh, I messed up my connector or something. And then, you know, then you're – then they're like, oh, well, dang, that's that stinks. Yeah, so, yeah. that's pretty good. I'm telling you though, like as a baseball coach, really at high school, college, pro, like, like it would be so difficult not to get tossed like ten times, fifteen times a year. <laughs> oh, like let me tell you, I, sometimes because of your own players, it's yeah. like I just want to go get tossed. Like I'm tired of watching this. <laughs> I'd rather be in the locker room. <laughs> like guys, I'll be right back. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Stuff. That's funny. Yeah. All right, Parker, been a fun show tonight. We appreciate you coming in. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, pulling for you this year. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you. What do you say, leave February 18th? February 18th, yeah, I report to spring training. Arizona? Air, surprise, Arizona. So are you there with big leaguers? Uh, Yeah. So they big leaguers will report right so before us. So, you know, big Salvador Perez, man. He's a big dude. Yeah. What do they have, like five, ten fields out there? So, yeah, we got the, the – there's two big league fields that they practice on, and then the minor leagues. We got four up top. Okay. So, so do you see them interact? I mean, just like kind of as they're walking yeah. their fields. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you we, like we all used it. Yeah, spring training was cool. I mean, the weather over in Arizona right now is unreal. Okay. You know, I mean, right now we're in mist and 35. Yeah. In February 18th, I'm going to be in 65 and sunny, dry weather. You'd so be you good. Know, we'll be rolling then. But um, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, just a quick reminder, late signing day. Tomorrow we'll have you covered throughout the day. BleedTechBlue.com, just nine ninety five a month. For Parker Bates, for Beck Ains, for our producer, John Tabor, on BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Seventy pitches a game, right? It, just, it doesn't make any sense when you know guys Chris pitched three hundred innings, right? We talked Absolutely. about it. Dwight Gooden had eighteen Chris complete games in a season. Eight. Some guys will never have eighteen complete games in their career. But some, right? Most, most. right? Most, most. He had eighteen. Wouldn't you? I think most, maybe half of the pitcher pitchers won't have a complete game in their careers, right? It might not. Of the the way it's going. Right. You got to pitch a up, oh, Chris. You could be pitching a perfect game and not get, be able to complete it. We've seen it. it. So I agree with you. I'm just saying I do think the science, they're being shown this science because you see it in baseball and basketball. No doubt. Let's go to Gary in Houston. 
You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, um, I, d- I don't think Steph is lying, but I think he's brainwashed. Because to me, the science and stuff is not in good faith. Because if you cut the season, they're still going to do it because they know they can't. It's accepted. And Yeah, like, I agree like, with like, that. Like, 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 I remember years ago, the Brooklyn 